0: All right, what's going on? Welcome to Canell and Bell. Danny Cannell hanging out with Rajah Today, we got a big NBA show. We got free agency is just around the corner. 6 p.m. Sunday. I love it. It's going to be uh, a crazy weekend for sure. We're already hearing some rumors of uh, deals that could potentially be in place. So it'll be interesting to see how that happens. Uh Before we get
1: to any of that, yep. though, uh you had a near-death experience yesterday. It sounds like two, it. Uh, two days ago. It was two days ago. We got stuck on a lake. Um, my buddy... Ken, his two boys, my two older boys, and myself were out fishing. Really good fishing day. A lot of largemouth, like four or five pounders, like nice fish. Not as big as my shark that I caught. Not as big as the shark, yes. But fresh water, fresh water. Um So we got stuck on the lake. The motor died on the boat, the trolling motor. And a storm pushed in off the Everglades, which are like one mile west of there. And we were in a lake that is known for having a couple big gators in it. Right. And we were, I don't know, 200, 250 yards from shore and we had no oars in the boat, <laughs> so <laughs> panic set in. We uh, we were digging with our arms, trying to like, you know. And you had your kids with you. My kids, my kids were crying. His kids were crying, and we were trying to figure out. Lightning pop! Yeah, really wow, close. Yeah, so place. we were, uh, you know, I was like, dudes, we're gonna have to swim. Um, and they didn't like that because everybody knows the Gators are close. Uh, Kenny wound up jumping in the water behind the boat because he was operating the the motor. And swimming the boat to shore. Why well, I orchestrated all the kids using their arms. <laughs> you know, they couldn't used us two get there. sets of legs in the water. I don't, at that point, I was like, well, he's already in. Let me just make sure the kids are safe. Do you think? It was pretty scary though. Like, you, a lot of lightning strikes in South Florida. Right. You know, obviously they Were you more scared storms. of the lightning or the alligators? Equally hits as, as a <laughs> Yeah, a boat. Like, both. Like, the, the lightning was super scary. And I, I guess I would have erred on the side of probably hopping in the lake before, you know, we got struck by the lightning. I was going to get in because. Right. You no, know, those gators gotta be really big to attack something you and my size. Yeah. Our size, but. And is there, so here's
0: my thought process on this. Cause when we saw, uh, we went sc- uh, snorkeling in the keys yeah. and they were saying, if a shark comes, just relax. They don't do anything. Do you feel that way about gators? Like do uh, they, do they bite humans on purpose or is it accidental? Like, and if you all were in the water, would that
1: make the gators stay away or would I that make them attack? I don't know. I've heard conflicting reports. And I, what I was really worried about was like Kenny and I wouldn't have been their first choice like some of these kids are small like he's right got an oh they're definitely old. going for that gator, that's gator food the eight-year-old yeah. if the gator's hungry and it's in there he could identify that as some a too. dog i mean they all they they go for the little animals you Correct. see those happen all the time that's what i was scared for but yeah. luckily we didn't we didn't have yes yes, thanks, yes thankfully
0: uh we don't have to worry about that and everybody's all safe yeah. just be careful on that boat man
1: dude they got i, I it's hey funny check your check your battery Yep. Right. Make sure your trolling motor is is fully charged and functional, and take your oars on your boat when you get out there. That's yeah, back. No, no oars oh, is not yeah. a good idea.
0: They have a, a app now on one of the weather bug, one of them. It's called Spark, yeah. and it tells you how far the lightning is away. Need that so you can tell like hey it's 12 miles because i used to i don't know which second is right because they would say count right and i don't know if it's one second is one mile or if it's five seconds is one mile i don't know so now i use the app so yeah i, we, know, we, I need to get that for sure all right yeah so good to have you here today and not uh with missing a limb yeah correct <laughs> the alligator bite uh as we read in the update uh coming into our show uh the celtics have emerged as the front runner for kemba walker yeah. um Woj reported this for ESPN this morning. First question for you. Cause I said this yesterday. This, like, is, what, is there anything, is tampering just looked aside? Like when you hear these reports, they're obviously having conversations. Yeah. Is it just forgotten about? Is it just accepted because the regular season is done and it doesn't feel like it's tampering the same?
1: Yeah, I think this is just what, this is just what happens. Right. Everybody is kind of resigned to the fact that this is going on behind closed doors and people are having, you know conversations of course it, it, they don't they don't necessarily have to be directly with Kemba or you know but they're having those convos this is an interesting one to me um because on the surface uh, you know Kemba's a really good player um but his usage rate was 2 points higher last year than than Kyrie's was Kyrie was at 28.6 uh as a usage rate and Kemba was at 30.8 and Kyrie the question it was in Boston wh- whether it was Kyrie the person that that didn't really mix well with what they were doing there or was it Kyrie the player that affected the on-court performances and then you know personalities kind of got sideways in relationships could it be yeah, the right? worst
0: case it was both
1: weren't a good fit well, could be worst yeah. case scenario right but if he didn't work on the court Kyrie that is I, I mean Kemba needs the ball more than Kyrie he's used to playing with the ball in his hands more than Kyrie so i would make the argument that that might not work either
0: yeah it's it's going to be cuz the Celtics were a team that felt closer, yeah. Before Kyrie was playing, you know, and he was healthy, and I think it's going to be interesting to see with Gordon Hayward how does does he return to form? Like we were talking the other day about the Achilles, it's a two year injury. Yeah, I mean Gordon Hayward had a nasty two year injury also, so that's where you're wondering if the Celtics maybe like. I feel like in this business, we overreact so much we freak out when stuff happens. Sure. We're like, oh my gosh, the Celtics are a mess and Danny Ainge is not a good, uh, GM. Our job, and bro. Brad Stevens isn't any it's just good. 101, Broadcasting 101. Right. They right. have an opinion. Right. But we have to get out there we have to get all crazy. Maybe if they had a player of Kemba's caliber who's, you know, coming off the third team, all NBA team, he's been kind of quiet because he plays in a bad market with not many, you know, on a bad team. Right. Maybe he gets there and all of a sudden he could, I think to me, he kind of fits Boston's personality. Like I think they would love a player like him in there. Where Kyrie is more of a New York guy. Like, he loves the spotlight a little yeah. bit more. He loves making the movies and being a part, uh you know, just What's being a style that maven. funny about Kemba is
1: actually from New York. Oh, he is? Yeah. So, But I, I think I agree with you. I think Kyrie was coming off the championships in, yeah. in, in, in Cleveland. Yeah. So that, that hunger, that fire, that underdog mentality, that need to prove people wrong n- might not have existed in, in Kyrie the way it does for Kemba. Kemba right. – Although he was, you know, he was all NBA this year. Um, I think he still feels like people don't know who he is, and he's, he's been still scratching motivated.
0: and clawing a little bit more. Yeah,
1: a little bit more, right? So he would be the hungrier, probably, of the two players at this point, and you know, he may be more flexible. He might have had to play that way in Charlotte. Because he didn't have a lot of playmakers around him. And the only way they were going to be in ball games was to give the ball to Kemba and have him do what he does. And maybe he'll be more amenable to hearing Brad Stevens say, hey, look, we play more of a wide open style, you know, space and pace. And we're going to everybody's going to get a little touch. Like, you know, there are guys that can do that. They could have played on a team last year where they didn't play like that. They can come in this year and and fully, you know, integrate into what you're trying to do.
0: So yesterday after our show was over. Go home, flip it on HQ, watch it. Breaking news comes across, and I get Rajah's instant reaction to this news, which I thought was the least surprising news yet in free agency. Kevin Durant declined his player option with the Warriors. It was thirty-one and a half million. There was some speculation that maybe he would just train the you know rehab for a year with the Warriors, but I'm like, why would you take the risk? That in a year, and you said it was a two year injury, yeah. that there are more question marks, cause who knows how you look in a year, and then teams might back off the max contract deals, and maybe they don't, but I think at this point, if you can lock up 170, 200 million, whatever the number is, of course you would take the bigger guarantee as opposed to waiting another year
1: to see that big payday. Correct. First of all, I love everybody here at, at CBS Sports. Of course. Right? But yeah. the fact that I had to stay, and talk about that yesterday is absurd. If you <laughs> thought Kevin Durant was opting into his contract, you're a moron. I'm. Gonna, if you thought he was opting into that, and that surprised you yesterday, then you need to pick something else to be your hobby because you're not good at, at 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 being a sports fan. Like there was no chance. No chance that Kevin Durant was opting into that contract. Um, right. It, it, it no sense. would have been sense. foolish. Yes. Absolutely. From
0: a, uh, from a financial standpoint, I think it would have been foolish. There's just too much risk there. Um, he has decided, Kevin Durant, this is the other news that we're going to overreact to is, oh my goodness, are you ready for this? Yeah. Guess where he's taking his meetings? Um, in New York, New York, in New York with his business partner, uh, Rich Kleiman. Uh, they've taken the distant approach and haven't given the top interested teams any signals so far. Dun, dun, dun. Has he been back? Like, it, well, so no, he, he had surgery. Yeah,
1: in New York City. Right. Did he go back to the Bay? No, I think he, he just, just stayed, stayed in there. New York. So yeah. I don't read anything in exactly. that.
0: Exactly. There was at one to- uh, point it was discussed to potentially come into Los Angeles for free agent meetings, but they're expected to remain stationed in New York. I would say before the Achilles? Yeah, they'll do it in LA. You know, he's got a house there, I think. He's well, got we'll a place these, in LA. Most of
1: these guys have multiple cribs. Right. right? So it they're going to take their meetings wherever they are. Remember that's why the
0: Hamptons 5 came that's, into place because yeah. you You can have meetings wherever. Everyone has access to Jets. The teams do. The players do. You can have these meetings anywhere you want to. So I don't think there's anything you can glean from where they're going to do
1: these meetings. You know what I did think was interesting? I want to go back to the Kemba thing. What? Matthew Coca came when we were in our production meeting. Um, It was a good point. Um, While the Hornets fans probably will feel like they lost their only chance in in Kemba. Like he was their shining star for the last I don't know five years or so. Yep. They didn't offer him the super max because their they've negotiations have stalled. Mm-hmm. If he leaves, it's probably the best thing that happens to your team, right? Because Kemba's just good enough to keep you middling around in the middle of the pack. You're not ever going to be good enough. You're not ever going to be bad enough to swing at Zion's of the world. This can allow you, like, to kind of start, you know, they're, they're in cap hell, like, they, they got a lot of bad contracts there, but you get rid of Kemba, and now you can really wipe the slate and take another run at it. And so, it's gonna hurt right now, but it is going to be the best thing for them if Kemba winds up going on. Not because Kemba's a bad player, but because he's a unique player in size, stature, and the way he plays, and he's gotta be paired with the right pieces. They don't have those in, in, in Charlotte and they can't get them because they're in, in this terrible space in terms of, uh, their spending. They're in the worst spot possible you can
0: be in the NBA. It's sort of like purgatory where you're the eighth. Ninth, yeah, like you have a chance for the playoffs, eat. but you don't. If you get in the playoffs, you're probably not going to do any damage. Nope. You're going to get bounced in the first round, so you're just kind of there. You're just kind of yeah. existing in this no
1: man's land. You're so, too good for your own good, and you're right. not bad enough,
0: right? Yeah. So, but this is one of those cases where I think it could be good for both. Yep. The organization can get worse and yeah, <laughs> try to get you know, better players, and Kemba gets a chance to hopefully get on a team Ooh. where he can make a run for the playoffs. So, uh interesting to see where that plays out. Um, Klay Thompson coming off the ACL injury is scheduled to meet with Golden State this week. I think it's a virtual lock that he stays in Golden State. I think they value him. Yeah. I think the Splash Brothers remain together. Uh, I think he has the better chance of Kevin Durant, not to be the better overall player, but to return to form, to be the player that they expect him oh, to be. Um, and so it does, for me, I will be shocked if he goes anywhere else and passes on the five year 190 max that they can offer him.
1: Yeah. Well, if, if they offer it to him like that, I mean, if they offer it to don't him, you I don't you think that's a done deal I don't too, think though? He's listening to any – who would have been your number one priority if they were both healthy with Kevin Durant or Clay Thompson?
0: See, this is the, this is the crazy dynamic, because clearly Kevin Durant is the better player. Right. He's the one you could build around. This is where I would have to know the dynamic within the team. Like, what, is well, there any dissension? Kevin, Kevin Durant's been aloof
1: all year, giving Correct. you no indication then that I would he wants see to it. be there, I would or, or that it. he doesn't want to be there. Right. And Clay Thompson's made it known oh, he's been that a if you throw the max at him, he wants to be a warrior. Then I would take Clay. That'd be your priority. Absolutely. Yeah, I hear you. Um, what would you have done? I, I would have, Clay too. I'm taking care of the ones who want to be here. I, I'm at right. that school of thought that if you want to be here, yeah, I don't want guys who don't want to be here. So right?
0: that's why I said I had to be there inside the locker room because I don't know if that's true. Like, is Kevin Durant, is he just weird and prickly with the media? Because he's accused the media of making this up, saying you guys use the term, you know, you versus the team. Right. Is it that bad? You know, and that's
1: what I don't know. I don't and know I that it was an adversarial like type of relationship, but I do think some of those guys, like, there well, was frustration, hoisted. yeah, about not knowing where – You know, you could be, you you could keep your cards close to your vest with the media, but then tell your teammates, "Hey, look, y'all, I'm gonna get this done. Like, we'll get this done. Don't worry about it. Like, like, I ain't letting them know, but we'll get it done." I don't think he was doing that. So, you know, if your organization and one of them really wants to be there and one of them hasn't given you any indication one way or the other, I would have erred on the side of Clay too. What about from a basketball standpoint?
0: If you take all that out, oh, it's Kevin Durant. Even in that system with Steph Curry. Like, well, I, you're,
1: no, in a vacuum, you're saying who's a better player or you're well, saying? Well, no, no, I'm not saying, but I'm saying for the Warriors. No, I'm Clay. Have I'm, I'm Clay because yeah. I know that that has produced. Yep. Like, Clay, Steph, and Draymond, um, has produced championships, uh, prior, had produced championships prior to, to Kevin Durant having been there. Now, they had a much deeper roster. They were able to, you know, they weren't spending as much on those three, so they were able to put some better pieces around them. But if I could find those pieces, I know that that can get me, you know, that could get me a championship. So I would have been team clay anyway.
0: I would lock it up quick. You know, the both sides are expected to do a quick agreement. Cause once you get out there and start listening, like yeah. I, I would, I'd be scared about him going back to LA, you know, going to the Clippers, meeting with them. They start throwing all the, they roll out the red carpet, yeah. start seeing what life is like outside.
1: You know, and maybe you come oh, back, dude. but I would not want to test the water, so to speak. Here's, I tell this story all the time. I, I told it yesterday. So I was, the, I was a free agent. Ah, uh, what year was this? 05 maybe? I was leaving Utah. It was the first time that I would have been a, a, a coveted to some degree free agent. So I, I I was in the shower. Like I told you, I yeah. missed five phone calls. Um, When I got out, I started fielding those calls. And of the five or six that I took that night, three of them had made an offer to me financially. Um, The only person I hadn't heard from was the Utah Jazz. And I really wanted to stay in Utah. Right. And so I had my agent, Herb Rudoy, call Kevin O'Connor at the time with the Jazz and say, hey, look. You know, Raj really wants to talk to you guys. Like, we want to try to get something done. He's got offers on the table, and some of them were kind of take it or leave it. They were like number one on my destination uh, list, other than Utah. And um, Kevin O'Connor <laughs> told my agent, "Like, we'll we'll deal with it tomorrow. We'll call him in the morning or something like that." And you know, obviously, I'm not Clay Thompson, right? Like, right. The, but like, if you're a team. And you drag your feet on somebody, and you dismiss it like that. You never know what that does to a player's psyche. You know, yeah, so I'm like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that deal from Utah. I mean, from from Phoenix, probably be on the table in the morning. Like, yeah. I, I doubt that they'd leave it over an eight hour period. But why don't but, you want me? Why? Are yeah, there like, I'm urgency? out. Let's go. I'm yeah. out. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I would say to Golden State, especially in the wake of like what's going on with Kevin Durant, like make Clay Thompson just get that out of the way. Don't even drag your feet for four days, right? You already know it. Yep. Just call him and offer it it only takes two minutes of sheer horror a new paramount plus original docuseries we were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women a cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight he's suffocating people with the pillows leaving corpses all over texas how did it happen i was responsible for her the guilt is immeasurable they covered it up pillowcase murders now streaming exclusively on paramount plus Sometimes it takes a killer to catch a killer. These killings are all vengeance. The new season of the hit Paramount Plus original series, Criminal Minds Evolution, is now streaming. Buried secrets come to light in the new season as the criminal profilers join forces with an unlikely ally. I have a plan. We will not rely on help from a serial killer. Oh, you most certainly will. Stream the new season of Criminal Minds Evolution exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
0: All right, welcome back to Ken Allen Bell. Hopefully you're checking us out on CBS Sports HQ. If you are, make sure you go download the podcast in case you can't ever catch us streaming live. Uh, But thanks for checking us out. Uh So we're c- continuing on the c- conversation with free agency just around the corner. So we talked a lot about Jimmy Butler uh, yesterday and the Rockets. Would he be a fit with Chris Paul, James Harden, yeah. the, uh, the situation that's there. H- Houston, for whatever reason, I was asking you during the break, like what's Daryl Morey's deal? Because it does seem like there's so much... There are a lot of leaks. Daryl Morey goes out. He does a lot of radio interviews. He's trying to control the narrative, which I understand, but you just get a lot of information where, you know, now the latest rumor is that the Rockets want to present a package to the Sixers that would include the best available first round pick acquired for any one of three players as part of a larger deal with Philly. Um, this is, you know, what's being reported out there is, but it seems like if you want to get a deal done, isn't it best? to hold the cards close to your vest and not let everybody feel like, Hey, we're going for Jimmy Butler and we're doing anything we can because then the team you're negotiating with, they're sitting back there saying, nope, keep pumping it up, pump it up. Yeah. You know, you, it seems to me like they are. This is desperate. This is messy.
1: Yeah. You know, you, you want to, you want things to be nice and clean in a, in a perfect world. There will be, you know, instances where instances where teams will leak, you know, uh, uh, certain stuff out there to create the narrative that they want to create, right? Yeah. And help. Purpose. Uh, They'll use media absolutely, but this doesn't seem like that. You're trying to create yourself some leverage when you're doing that. Usually, you're not trying to strip yourself, you know, of of the leverage. Um, The Rockets. This is a little messy, and I think this kind of just speaks to where they are, kind of as a franchise. Like they're trying to figure out, you know, exactly who they are, what direction do they want to go in, how close they are. And I think the fact that they lost, you know, these last two years under the circumstances with which they lost, has thrown everything into a little bit of a. Chaos there in Houston. Once I digested and we talked about Jimmy um, individually dropping him into the Chris Paul and James Harden um, relationship and, and how that would work on the court in terms of him being able to do some of the stuff that Eric Gordon did for that squad, him being able to do some of the stuff that P.J. Tucker did for that squad. Um, I, I don't think you can quantify what P.J. Tucker meant to them emotionally. You know, he is an emotional leader of that team. He is a backbone type of guy. Jimmy – can do that, but Jimmy is also a guy who can be on his own page sometimes. Yep. Um I do think you have to give a lot of consideration to the alpha um part of this equation. And, sure. and there is no uh there is no unseating James Harden as the alpha of the right. With
0: the ball in his hand. That's not happening. Personality wise, don't you think he's not an alpha or do you think he
1: is? Uh, I mean everything runs through through James. Every, basketball wise. Everything is going through James. So yes. you can I can make the argument again that PJ Tucker might have been their alpha on the court in terms of, you know, um, establishing culture, establishing their identity on the court being the tough guy and so on. But everything is going to go through James. So everyone else has to fall in line because the ball is James's ball. Yep. I don't know that Jimmy plays that role so well. I think Jimmy relishes the alpha role where he's got the ball. He's calling the shots. They're living and dying on him making the big shot. And he kind of fell into that role in Philly. You know, in the playoffs, it was supposed to be Joel Embiid's, but he didn't look like he was ready for it. You know, Ben Simmons still hasn't really developed a jump shot, so, you know, push comes to shove, he's not going to be able to be the alpha down the stretch. By kind of default, it wound up being Jimmy's. I I think he relishes and thrives in that role. I don't know how that works in Houston when you're not, um, taking James Harden off the ball.
0: Tim McMahon of ESPN said he talked to a Houston player recently, and the quote that he got from this player was, I hope they don't panic. I hope they don't make drastic moves. We are right there. We've just got to figure out some things, fine-tune some things, but we are right there. We don't need to change much. It's not time to bleeping panic.
1: Uh, um, I, that was like, I mean, that's like, that's like Daniel House, Austin Rivers, or like Gerald right. Green. One of those guys, <laughs> a little deeper on Don't the bench. Panic. Don't <laughs> get rid of me, Yeah. <laughs> I, unless that's coming from James Harden, it doesn't matter.
0: Exactly, uh, yeah, he's the one that's calling the shots there for sure. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, we talked a little bit about this, but D'Angelo Russell is emerging as a possible candidate. It's a unique situation because he was there, Swaggy P, Nick Young, he yeah. throws him under the bus. It's ugly. We, I, we were, I think we were doing the podcast together then. And we're like, yeah. I can't believe this dude does this. You just don't do that. He gets shipped uh to Brooklyn. He's been gone for some time. And now, apparently, he's willing to go back, which I think maybe that shows a lot of maturity. Ultimately, for me, it comes down to, how much are you going to pay me? What kind of opportunity is going to be there? And yeah. then you can kind of make it water under the bridge, but there's got to be a commitment and more and something in writing that's a guarantee. Hey, you're going to take care of me? I'll come back. Yeah. You want to pay me? I'll come back. But if it's a, I trust you i don't know if i would take i would do that by any means what do you mean if i uh, you know like i don't know if it was a shorter term deal or they were doing you know something but if it's a contract and its offer is there which he's probably going to get then i'm cool with it you can money solves a lot of problems winning solves a lot of problems uh, money can solve a lot of problems too
1: yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna throw the bag at him the money will be taken care of And with AD and LeBron, you, you will win. Um, you'll be right in the conversation for winning a championship. So, you know, you talked about the two things that can cure all, like in the NBA, it'd be money and winning, and then that, and he'd have both. The interesting dynamic at play here is his career for me. D'Angelo Russell, you know, struggled with LA, but he's been on an ascension as a player over the last few years. Like he is, he is trending, uh, in the trajectory. I don't know what the ceiling is, but, He's on the way to finding out, right? Like he was, did he make the all-star team this year? Or he was just one of the last, he made the all-star team, right? So, sometimes when you pair yourself with, with great players, you can stall out, you know, as a player, if they're better than you. Do you know what I mean? Like you can stall. And I make this reference, I've said it before, about me going to Phoenix. While I would have never been, you know, a D'Angelo Russell or anybody like that, I would have never been an all-star. My offensive game in Utah, in the absence of other stars, was starting to round out like i did a little bit off the dribble you know i was in the post a little bit you know i shot jumpers well then i go to phoenix and i go for the money and i go for the championships or the potential championships and we've got steve nash on the ball so i'm not really going to be on the ball at all right you've got you know amari you've got sean marion my job then becomes to spot shoot which is the best thing that ever happened to me because that's what i was supposed to do in the nba spot shoot and play defense but it, it my growth in those other areas then becomes stunted do you know what i mean right Um, As a young player, he's got to decide whether it's about the, the winning right now for him. And everybody always thinks it's about the winning. It's really not. It's not always about the winning. Like... As a young player, sometimes you want to be out there building your brand, establishing who you are. You financial know, security. Financial security. Can I get a shoe deal out of this? Like can I get a signature shoe out of this? Like if you put Giannis, let's say, with LeBron when he was a baby and he never got the ball and Kyrie, um, and Giannis is just over there as a six eleven, he doesn't turn into the Greek freak. Yep. You know, his growth is stunted at an at an early age in the NBA. There's no signature shoe which comes out this Saturday, by the way. It's fan it's phenomenal. Giannis um, is- Yeah. Um it's so called colorful, the Freak. Right? It's it's gonna be orange. Yeah, when it first comes out, but then they got a black model dropping like a couple right. weeks later. Um, but anyway, point being, D'Angelo has to decide whether he wants to go over there and try to win championships and, and potentially have his growth stunted or whether he wants to continue to figure out who he is in the league and then chase those championships later. Everyone who's played with LeBron, this is not a knock, it's a fact. Everyone that's played with LeBron has to give up some of themselves to be able to play with LeBron yep. because he does so much and the ball is his so much.
0: Yep. Uh I love the way the NBA has their... Free agency set up to the four year, five year deals where there's a lot of incentive to stay in the team you're gone. So you yeah. don't see a lot. You know, it's really tempting. Like for instance, another team can offer D'Angelo Russell four years, 117 million. Brooklyn can offer them their max. It's five years, 158 million. Yeah. So even if you wanted to go, and Brooklyn's a good, it's a great spot. It's a good market. They're up and coming. Like that's one thing that's pretty attractive, but you're in a market that's bad and you're thinking, Hey, I just want to get to LA. It makes it really tough. Yeah, to want to leave, leave someplace, you know, and obviously sometimes guys do and they say, I don't care. And you take the shorter deal. This one might not be so tough because if they get, if they get Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they're not offering
1: him. <laughs> that's that is true. They're not offering that's, him the match. That is true.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's one of the things that I like about the NBA. Another thing that is possibly being proposed is possibly switching. And this is remarkable that we're even having this conversation. I think that speaks to the NBA's foresight. They're a progressive nature. They're willing to try new things. They're willing to say, Hey, we're, we have, we we're always looking at problems and we're trying to solve them. They're actually considering going to a shorter game schedule, from yeah. eighty two games uh to significantly less games. I love it. I think it would be outstanding. Okay. I think it's a pipe dream. Yeah. I don't know if it would happen, but if you told I mean, wouldn't every player say, Sign me up if you said the money's not gonna change Oh, and I can play 20 games left?
1: Money's not gonna change. There you go. Now how much
0: would you be willing to take less? Any? Would you say I'm not taking any less? Or would you?
1: I I think guys are conditioned like, at least we were. 82 is what you did. Now if you're gonna give me less games and you wanna let my money stay the same, that's fine. But when I sign, when I sign for like 20 mil, let's say, Right. You're asking me to give up, you know, I don't know, a quarter of my games. I'm not trying to give you back a quarter of that bread. So I'd rather keep it at 82. And see, that's where I don't –
0: that's where I think, obviously, I think that's a non-starter. Like, if you're telling the players to take less money, they're not going to do it. So I think there's that's, that's, a not, that's a no-go. Right. So they're trying to figure out, all right, if we're going to play less games, how do we make them up? And that's where these ideas are coming up with a meet, mid-season cup, uh, which I think is stupid. Yep. Uh, the postseason play-in tournament, which I think, in
1: theory, sounds interesting – all but of those are misses. Are we, like, we were just talking about Charlotte. All misses. All of them misses. All misses. The only thing that did th- is, it, the 62 games would have some appeal to me if the money didn't change. Right. Cause I don't think a fan would be robbed of anything. 62 games still a lot well, of games. Well, 10 home games. games if you were a home you know if you lived in the IMU at season the, had I, the against, viewing public that's on TV exactly which I think matters more any. right I'm not the home fans yes you lose your a few home games but the general like fan who's sitting around with a beer on yeah. a Wednesday night looking for something on TV and there's an NBA game you'd still get a bunch of you'd still get games there'd be games every night of the week if, if you wanted them um, I
0: think it would make the See, right now my biggest problem with the regular season that's why I don't watch a ton is I don't think it matters that much you know that's a knock yeah. here against baseball There are way too many games I'll just give me to the playoffs when it matters, if you shortened it, there would be each game would matter more. There would instead of having four games a night, maybe you whittle it down to two. You
1: get better There's quality. Only yeah, you'd absolutely get better quality. You'd get Better quality. You know how hard it is to play. Man, I remember being like in Portland at the end of a road trip. It'd be like I don't know your fifth game and like eight nights, or your fourth game and seven seven nights at the end of a road trip, and you go out there and you have nothing in your legs, like. You know, before the game starts, that I am not going to be able to shoot the ball at all tonight because I just have no lift in my legs. Like you, you would get rid of some of that because those games would be spaced out. Because I'm, I'm guessing we're talking about having it over the same length of time, right? Spreading those games. That's out what more. I would want. Yeah, yeah. you'd have, better you have more time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. What? All right. Here's my solution. Tell me if you like it or not. Because I, if you're gonna take away 20 games from TV, you need something that you would put on there. So, this is, and I hate tanking. Okay, I don't like tanking. Okay. Take the four worst teams and right between the regular season ending and the regular playoff starting, this is where you put your tournament and you have them play for the number one pick. So they might have been bad all year long, but then all of a sudden they got to get good in a hurry if they want a chance. And then they try to win for the number one pick. They have a little four team playoff. Boom.
1: That's interesting.
0: I don't hate <laughs> that. And then it's like it adds that. some entry to the bottom, which is so awful. It's so atrocious and Maybe you even expand it to six teams or eight teams. At the bottom half, that where nobody's playing, and you could bang it out in three or four days. Danny, how do you have the players on those teams buy into wanting the number one pick? Like obviously, well, you would the hope fran- they would the want the to. The franchise good wants it, but do the players? Are they like? Are the players like? Oh my God, we need Zion. Let's play harder. So I think like they would though. Games? No, they but won't. Do- if they, if you could tell me, but you don't think, like, the New Orleans players are excited that he's coming in there, that they're gonna be a better team, because they're gonna get a player of his caliber?
1: Not the one whose job.
0: Well, that's the one, so there is one guy, obviously. <laughs> they don't there, know who
1: that is. Well, so that's true. There's gonna be one or two yeah. guys on there that might do it. You're, listen, we're talking, like, these are fantasy. We're in fantasy land right now. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't hate the See, idea. That's the
0: one that I think is better than a midseason cup is stupid. No one cares about that. Right? They're trying to copy that's off like soccer. Or, yeah. Year yeah year and what's, are you going to hang a banner? No, the players be like, yeah, give me rest that weekend, <laughs> right? Yes. I don't need that one. And the other one, I don't, I don't know.
1: I kind of like something you know, that I, would do away with I kind of feel like if it's not broken, like what are we trying to fix here? Like the NBA, the NBA, well, the we've got guys resting. Declining. You got, the ratings decline. Are they substantially declining, or are they just in a – a, But I think you have to be aware. And, this and is they again. declined two years ago in football, and then last year it was great again. Yes, 100%. Yep, they did, absolutely. So And I mean, LeBron was out. Like, LeBron missed the entire right, playoffs. There, there, there's some uh, other factors as to why they might have dipped. I don't know that it's necessarily because, you know, guys are resting games. That seems to be, you know, an issue that we've got to figure out you know, over the next few years as a league. But generally speaking, I, I don't, you know, yeah, 82 games is a lot of games. Everybody's done it. We've all, we've all, you know, you've grown up watching 82 games. Players are accustomed to 82 games. You've got your all-star break that's been lengthened. That's good. The playoff structure, like some people be and moan about it, but for the most part, it's good. It's produced great, you know, drama over the last few years. Like I don't, I don't know that it's broken to the point where we need to be going out here making, you know, considerable drastic changes. To, changes. Right.
0: Yeah, just small tweaks probably is what the NBA needs. And it'll be interesting to see what, cause I think this all is a pipe dream. I think it's fun right. to talk about. Yeah. I don't think ultimately anything gets done. All right. Welcome back to Canal and Bell. So yesterday I was actually watching this uh, unfold. Colin Cowherd on the show on FS1 had an S canter on his show and they were talking about Zion Williamson. I didn't have the sound up because I was actually doing my radio show right. at the same time. Right. So I saw him on there. And I'm always curious because the dude is so political, you know, he's got is, death threats I'm on afraid. his life. Like he, yeah. he does not, he's not afraid. And he actually says that in the, in the, uh, interview he did on the herd. Uh, he was talking about Zion Williamson and I, we talked the other day about Steph Curry, how some guys were jealous and Andre Iguodala was saying, yeah. Hey, when he can't, you know, guys are, and it's human nature and it's not a knock against Steph Curry. I don't think it's a knock against Zion Williamson. Right. I guarantee you, NBA players are looking at him, and they're saying, all right, who is this dude? Yeah. Already being compared to the next LeBron. Already getting massive shoe deals. Hasn't made a bucket in the NBA. Who is this dude? So I think Cantor's response here is probably a more widely held opinion than we know about. So he said, I kind of feel like he's overhyped. I feel like he's Julius Randle with hops. (laughs) That's how I believe. Some players are even scared to say it, but you know me. I'm not scared to say anything. Uh, and then Coward responded, how would you defend him? Probably just let him shoot. But if he develops his shot, he definitely could become a Hall of Famer. It's all in his, his hands. He just needs to work and go out there and show the whole world. So he kind of backs it up there by saying, hey, he's a young pup. He's got a lot of potential. If yeah. he works hard, develops a shot, he can be a Hall of Famer. But he definitely, like by saying he can be Julius Randle, I think is mm.
1: significantly underselling and like it's it's sort of a diss Right? Well, he, I don't know that he meant it as, Julius Randle's a good player. Right. Like he is. He's having a nice career in the NBA, a great year in, in, uh, in, uh, New Orleans. I, I think, you know, this is, it, it, I've said this before. I don't know if Zion winds up being this reinventing the wheel type of NBA player. And that's what a lot of people, even on this network, are projecting him to be this take the league by storm. You've never seen anything like him at the pro level. I don't know that he's going to be that. And if he falls short of that, he could be a Julius Randle type of player. Julius Randle's a good NBA player. I'm not right. throwing shade by saying that. Right. I don't know that Ennis meant to, although it seems like Julius Randle thought that. Like you could just be saying, hey, he ain't gonna be LeBron. And I think Julius Randle understands he's not LeBron. Right. So you're just saying that, that Zion might not be LeBron. So the best part
0: about this, and this was the ultimate clapback that I was referencing, is Julius Randle. Of course, everything today, somebody texted him, somebody tweeted him, said, hey, yeah. man, you're not going to believe we can't, you know, he just he just kind of put you out there. So Randle responded on Twitter, yo, and then he tagged Inez uh, Cantor on it. Uh, so good for him for doing it. Yeah. Last time you guarded me, I had 45. Relax, bro. <laughs> LOL. Which is great. <laughs> so it kind of bumps up Zion being like, hey, this dude ain't nothing. Like, great. I put 45 on him. You could do it easily, too. I think the difference, and this, I, I don't think we've seen anything like Zion. I don't think there's any cop, and I've heard so, yeah. like Jay Billis has said that on, like, it's just unique. You know, is he Charles Barkley? Um, you know, is he, I just don't think we've seen a guy like this, so it's right. such an unknown. Totally agree that he has to develop a jump shot. He has to get better, uh, from outside. But I do think he is a physical specimen and has a lot of natural ability. And I do think, like, I think he'll win the dunk contest. Oh, dude. And yeah. I think his star will continue to rise. And it's all a matter. Well, I, that's why I do think like Cantor does. Like, yeah, if he works, he can be that great. At
1: the risk of of sounding like at, at throwing shade at other, like Nate Robinson was a star for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Was he ever like the best player on the planet? Not even close. No, but he won dunk competitions. He was small. He dunked on people. Like, you can be a star and not be the best player on the planet. And so I, I, I think I guess what I need people to do is dif- like tell me what you think he's going to be. Is he going to be the best player on the planet, or are you just saying he's going to be a star? He's already a star, right? He's already one. Like so yes, and I've said that that athleticism um you know strength speed combo is going to produce at the NBA level. It's going to get you, you know, maybe next year like 20 points and 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 9 rebounds like that. It's going to translate. The question becomes cuz a lot of dudes can do that. Yeah. C- can he carry a franchise to championships? Because that's, that's the when better. That's, that's the ultimate greatness goal. That's this comes into the question and that's what you're projecting him as. I don't know that it's ever going to be that. I don't know that it won't. But that's a lot. There have been very few people to ever be able to claim that they do that and just transform whatever team they're on. He'll be a good player. There's only, what, about five right ever. now? Ever. like, right. But ever. I mean, you're talking about guys where you're talking about 15 dudes maybe of all time where you said, all right, I'll take him out of that situation. That might be overselling it. Where I will take him off of that team, I put him on that team, he's going to win championship. I will take him off that team, I put him on that team, they automatically become the favorite to win a championship. That's not – Steph Curry's not in that breath. Like, do you know what I mean? Kevin Durant's not in that breath. Like he was on Oklahoma City, they win no championship. You're talking about a rare air of player that's ever been able to MJ, yeah, dude. You take him off that team, you put him on one of those teams, they're probably gonna be the favorites. That happened with LeBron. There might have been a time where, you know, Larry Bird and those guys, uh Will Chamberlain or Bill Russell, but not many players have been able to say that. And I don't know unequivocally that Zion's gonna be that.
0: So Coca came in with a good uh nugget that he just found. Uh Zion Williamson was talking about the dunk contest on the jump uh, with ESPN. His quote was, I don't think I'm going to do the dunk contest State. to be honest State. unless something changes my mind. I'm not much of a dunk contest person. It's kind of like I just do it in warm-ups to get myself going. We already got some great dunkers. They won't be missing nothing with me. And that's sort of the LeBron James route. Like, hey, he doesn't want to be known as the dunk guy. He'd rather be known as a great player, which I think makes sense. But here's what I, I would think say: you,
1: I think you play that by ear, bro.
0: Totally. You don't want to eliminate don't that from your. Yeah, you right. want to You might want to do it, and it might see this is where I think LeBron made the mistake, or anybody else. I think you do it early. Like, just do it, get it over with. Win it. You're right. Going
1: to win it. Right. He would win it hands down with dunks. the thunder dunks that he. Played now, and now. if your if your game becomes like what it's supposed to become now, now I don't I don't need to do that anymore. Right. That's a and you don't even need
0: to me. do it back to back. Just do it once you know just do it once and then you're good. No.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I would say don't eliminate that, bro. Like, yeah. Cuz what what happens if you come out flat your your rookie year and you're not really translating? Like your game your game hasn't translated yet, let's yeah. say. Like that dunk competition could be a good like vehicle to to regain some of that steam, you know what I mean? I just wouldn't rule that out if I I was Zion right now.
0: All right, welcome back to Canell and Bell. Uh you might not know this. I was all state <laughs> third team in basketball. Really? i was not somewhere in there (laughs)
1: no way
0: this was 1a it was like a mention it was it was honorable mention it wasn't there all county though first team every year i was that you were that for sure but there's some newspaper out there damn bro our years might have crossed paths and we were in the same article like the miami herald or sun sentinel out there but every once in a while i'll get out there and showcase some skills all right i was out there with my daughters last night i was like let me try some trick shots yep they were Flowing from we're, everywhere. All right, let's see. You got so video have a proof? look at him. Yeah, I got video evidence. Of all course, right. we were just talking about filming stuff. So here's a little half court. All right, boom. Uh oh. And I knew it was in. Hey. And then you got to go with the sky hook with Kareem. Boom. Okay. No,
1: you were nailing
0: <laughs> him. Yeah. Look at that. See, it wasn't bad. We actually missed the first one. The behind the back the, uh, reverse. Yeah. My daughter didn't tape it right. I was so mad at her. That was for dope. missing it. I got this. What? That's a Larry Legend. <laughs> <going>. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That was, I had the form. I knew it was yeah. on track. It was like, yeah, but bam. how many times, impressive. how many times <laughs> did you shoot before you got those on video? Cause I, I know you, you probably shot maybe 10 or 15 times and you just showed us the makes. I'm telling you, I had dialed in the behind the, the, behind the back dialed half court. Well, ain't nobody was asked like, you if you dialed it in. How rim, many was it? Rim out. And I made two, mind you. Bro, we forgot. You, how I'd many say did it take? Within five. Okay. Yeah. Within five yeah, on yeah. both of them. Solid. Within five. And now let me tell you, like the first sky hook, yeah. like almost hit, like it didn't even hit the backboard. Yeah. But once I had it dialed in, like, all right, I know what I got to tweak. Then it was hit the rim hit the rim and then it boom do nailed you it. do you think that you still could count.
1: <laughs> could you throw a a basketball um from one baseline and make a shot could you throw it that far i cannot
0: in an nba court I could throw it that far. I don't know. I would take like fifty. I was in. The, it would take a long time to even get it close, dude. It's I was, a
1: long throw. It's a bro, and the I ball's cannot, heavy, and it's hard to grip. It's it. hard to grip. Yeah, it's all all type of things go into
0: maybe a women's basketball, which I can palm, right? But I don't know about an NBA regulation ball.
1: I was sitting in the gym. Uh, I was working for Cleveland. We were in Boston at a shoot around, and I watched LeBron uh messing around after shoot around. I was sitting like in the fifth row, just minding my business, and he threw it like four or five times, and I was like. Bro, that's a pretty good arm. That thing was, it went viral, like, I don't know. I think was, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. But he cashed that thing, like, length of the court. So I hopped out there when nobody was looking. <laughs> just to try just it? Just to see if I could even get it near the backboard. I was coming up, like, free throw line short. <laughs>
0: right. I got, like, a like I got to, cr- I got to throw hop. Yeah. I got to try to do that. I don't know. That's my next video. There I'm going to try go. to do Why it. That? Although my court out back isn't that big, but I'll, but it'll make Doesn't it. does matter. Like it'll, it it'll look pretty, <laughs> it'll look pretty good. Exactly. We'll try to do that. Uh, maybe we can have another trick shot video tomorrow. Um, Cody Bellinger. Los Angeles Dodger is having an incredible year. Good-looking dude. He has become a thing as far as female fans at games running out, trying to get a hug, trying to get a picture, trying to get a selfie with him. Three games in a row it has happened to him. Uh, security comes out and tackles them, They take him away. Bellinger said, quote, I'm trying to play a game, so I don't think I should have to worry about who's going to come on the field and whatnot. Although it's innocent right now, it could be dangerous. Because my initial reaction was, who cares? Like, it's right. kind of fun. But all it does take is that one whack job. But one of them's got a knife. Do you remember Morgana, the kissing bandit? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Who... Voluptuous was probably yeah. the best. <laughs> like, you know, she was a thing. She was like a rock star, yep. and she would do it at all NFL games, Major League Baseball games, yeah. NBA games. She would run out, and give him a kiss. Yep. and it became a thing. Like, every, the security even kind of let her let her go. Sure, and then she would get the kiss, and then they'd escort her off, and the fans would go nuts. And it like thinks she had her name on her on her uh, shirt, like that was out there, right. But we can't do that anymore. There's no, too many dude. whack jobs that is, are out is, there.
1: That is their work environment. I say it about basketball players. You cannot have these guys being subject to a random fan running up. All it takes is one to, to have, you know, some sort of agenda or want to be on the news for the wrong reason or something like that. You got a whole other set of problems. They, right. they got to police this better. I had an instance in Seattle, um, with Steve Nash. We were out there after halftime. And we were shooting around and I don't know where security was or whatever, but some young fan walked onto the court like while we were trying to warm up and approached Steve at like the free throw line and nobody <laughs> saw the kid, you know, cause there are a bunch of big dudes around warming yeah. up. This kid just kind of navigated his way out and I actually had to go over and be like, yo, little buddy, you can't, you know, you can't be out here and find security. Like we can't do this. Dude, there's really dangerous things that can happen there for the fan and for the, the player when you're not policing that.
0: Just another memory from when I was a kid that I loved. Again, I don't think you'd ever seen it. There was a dude and I think his name was like the great imposter <laughs> and he would dress up in full uniform and he really? did, he had, he had gone through it like I think there was a game with the Lakers where he put on like the sweats and he was in the layup line. Really? Then there was another game he dressed as a referee and like went out to the opening like coin flip at the Super Bowl. Like he would That's do funny. all these. <laughs> it was hilarious. Right. And I think he was from South Florida. I like check perfect. That out. It would be perfect like for him to be around I can here. Find these videos. But it was really kind of. Oh yeah. You're not making I'll... this up? No, I all swear. Right. He was all like right. a thing. Again, it was like a guy, and then it became like all right. They had to like have his picture everywhere. But he would like have mustache. He would have <laughs> on the hat low. That's like we don't. We can't see those things anymore because we have so many whack jobs out there uh, that go on, which is kind of a bummer. Um, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is in the news for basketball because they have hired a new coach yeah. on their staff. And the thing that makes it interesting, and this is something that's going on uh, around the country, they have hired a brother of a top recruit. Cade Cunningham is the number three recruit in 2020. Uh, they have added his Cannon Cunningham, who is twenty six. Mm-hmm. Played basketball at SMU for 2011 to 2015. He was at, uh, last season was at Tulane as an AD of video operations under Mike Dunleavy senior. They have hired him on their staff.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you have any problem with this? Well, you can't just come out and flatly pay the family. So <laughs> you might know. as well employ somebody. That's where university. me were like, are we really doing the sham? But like they, if the dude, they did it for Michael Porter. Oh yeah. Uh, they've done junior. it for years. Yeah. It's been
0: done. There are a lot of in college football. There are a lot of dads on staffs who were high school football coaches, sure. and then and then they had their kid. Or you know what they do now is they hire high school football coaches just to k- still have that connection in a certain region, school, right, yeah. right, right? So then they're good in South Florida, or if it's a school that's like a, a powerhouse, they'll do it there as well. So I don't. It's just kind of one of those things where it's. It's be, kind of a mockery. it be
1: dope if that kid Cade said, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to go to, yeah, which going is, to Oklahoma, which, not Oklahoma State.
0: Which that's the one thing I guess when you see somebody has pressure because of this, then I don't like seeing that. Now, right. is the kid cool with it? Then good. Yeah. But if he turns the other way, are they going to fire the guy? That'd like that's what's an un, that's a weird pressure on your family. Yeah. Last thing I want to close with, this picture of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Who is dressing? Like Tom Brady, one of the smoothest dudes out there yep. dressing wise. Peyton Manning might have to
1: have a new stylist. Yeah, that's just, I mean, it is a bright flamingo colored jacket. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, you're doing too much. There are a lot of guys, I mean, you know, and we talked about MJ the other day sometimes, sometimes, (laughs) you know, you gotta evolve. Yeah, you gotta come on and keep it moving, right?
0: Peyton Manning has never outgrown the frat boy, like the tennis, the, the SEC frat boy look he has owned throughout his entire career.
1: He needs to, I think he needs to make some. I change. did like the tortoise shell frames though, like of the yeah. glasses. Those were cool, but you, yeah. I mean, you can't be wearing that bright blue and orange. With no. the cars. That's, that's Unless rough. he's maybe a Dolphins owner coming up
0: soon. Maybe he's buying a portion of the Dolphins. Cause he was wearing the Dolphin <laughs> colors. terrible. Teal, he had a teal jacket. suit, he had a teal yeah. jacket. It teal was bad. Alright, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We have a very special guest gonna join us tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. Help us uh, break down the AFC East. There we go. That's tomorrow. Ken Ellen Bell.